everybody. Welcome to the Hallmarkies podcast. We're so excited today to bring you our first uh, conversation with one of the Hallmark publishing uh, authors. Uh, we are talking to uh, Elise Murray, who has a new book, The Christmas Company, coming out tomorrow, uh, October 16th. And we're really excited to talk about it. And I am Rachel and Amber is here. Hello, everybody. Yes. And Elise, thanks so much for joining us. I'm so excited to be here. I'm a huge fan of the Hallmarkies, so it's uh, great to be a part of this. Okay. Yeah, thank you. This is great. And uh, we've gotten to know each other on Twitter, and it's been really fun. So this is such a treat to get to have you on the podcast. And so what we like to do is we like to have our guests introduce themselves and, and tell us what inspired you to become a writer. Oh, goodness. Okay, so I'm Elise Murray, like you said. Um, and I was a reader so much from when I was a kid. I mean, I just devoured books. Um, when I was uh, in trouble, my dad would put me in the corner of the room and he would give me just like a really big book. So he would like pick the biggest book off the shelf. So that was how I ended up reading Great Expectations at like eight because I was like acting up and he's like, read this. And I was like, okay. <laughs> so, um, that's how I started reading and, and it just kind of grew a love of reading out of there. And then, you know, once you become a reader, and you fall in love with storytelling, then, you know, you just want to kind of dig in and write your own and you come up with your own ideas and things sort of grow out from there. So um, I was, you know, writing short stories and plays and sketches from the time I was a kid. And then um, I actually went to NYU to become a theater director um, for my undergrad. Um, but I just really fell in love. I had to take a playwriting class and I just fell in love with playwriting. And it ended up being something that I really liked and um, ended up going to London to study with the British Dramatists Guild over there and the Royal Academy of Dramatic Arts, um, which was supposed to be like a three month program and it ended up staying for two years. <laughs> uh, and while I was there, I had an idea for a book and that ended up becoming The Christmas Company. And I was one of those people who was like, I will never write a novel. I do not have the stamina. Novels are silly. <laughs> They're wonderful, but I am not strong enough or brave enough to write one. And then um, I did kind of by accident. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and mm -hmm. now I just really love writing novels and love writing love stories. So that's how we're here. Yeah. That's amazing. Wow. <laughs> That's really cool that you kind of stumbled on it in a way kind of by accident, but uh, yeah. That, yeah. I really think it's fate, not an accident. Yeah. <laughs> it, probably, it probably is. And um, I wasn't even going to submit it really anywhere. I'd written it, but I wasn't going to submit it. And my fiance, my boyfriend at the time, was like, well, you know what, um, Elise, you really should submit it. It's, it's like a good book. You should just at least get feedback. I was like, I don't know about all that. That sounds, uh, sounds really hard and scary. <laughs> and he was like, well, what, what, how about this? Um, if you do it, I'll buy you a bottle of wine. And I was like, okay, deal. <laughs> so that was the trade. I submitted my, my book to Hallmark Publishing, and then he bought me a bottle of wine. Nice. <laughs> that one bottle of wine that really uh, started the story, I guess. <laughs> yeah, there you go. See, that's all it takes sometimes, right? That's funny. <laughs> Well, it's, just, it's so scary you just don't know yeah. it. so it's hard to just kind of put yourself out there that first time but now I'm just like I want everyone to see these stories <laughs> yeah. Yeah. people kissing them it's very fun <laughs> good I like to hear that about kissing okay. um, so 
Okay, so you, uh, you're, yeah, you're in London. What is that like? You've been living oh, in London for two years, you said? Three years, three years. Three years, wow. And it is, it's wonderful. Um, I'm actually in California right now visiting my family, but um, thankfully, because the time difference is really common. <laughs> yeah. um, but uh, I love it over there. It's, it's really, there's tons of inspiration. You know, you walk around the corner and there's a building that's been standing there, you know, for a thousand years coming from Louisiana where our oldest thing is 300 years old. I'm like, wow, that's so much history and so many stories you can kind of mine from all of that sort of inspiration over there. Um, and I love it. It's beautiful, but it's always is nice coming home and I'm from the South. So, uh, a lot of my stories take place there and like, it's just, you know, lots of traveling and lots of inspiration. So I'm, I'm very lucky in that regard. Yes. Um, but yeah, I, uh, I, the, the inspiration for the Christmas company actually came from like a very British building and it was originally going to be set in England and it was going to be historical set during the Victorian era. So it has definitely <laughs> changed from there. But uh, <laughs> the original inspiration was very, very British. Well, have you always been uh, like a Hallmark fan of the oh, movies? Yes. And, yeah. Um, when I, I guess I must've been like 11 or 12, my grandfather for Christmas just bought me like a bag of Hallmark DVDs that I still have. Like they're still like by my bedside, like in a big stack. <laughs> and sometimes like, especially when I'm sick, Hallmark movies are like the ultimate like comfort food. So I'll just yeah. like throw those DVDs in for 12 hours at a stretch. <laughs> um, so yeah. So from the time I was very little, I've always loved them. And it's tricky being, you know, in the UK because we don't get the Hallmark channel. So I just like have like a big bin by my bed and, you know, have to pull uh -huh. out my CDs. Um, and then when I come home, I usually, during like all the time that I'm away, I'll be like, okay, mom, here's my list of movies that I want you to DVR while I'm gone. <laughs> and then when I get home, I literally just like plop myself on the couch and just press play on the DVR and get all my, my Hallmark picks. Yeah. Um, so I get, <laughs> I get <laughs> really big doses. I'll do like 30 at a time. Oh my gosh, that's funny. You're like, yeah, friends, family, I don't have the Hallmark Channel in the UK. <laughs> I know I came here to see you, but I actually came home to use your DVR. Yeah, <laughs> that's really funny. What were some of the ones that you got uh, that first bundle from your uh, grandpa? Oh gosh, um, I think the Christmas uh, Christmas letter. It's like where he's a soldier and oh. that was the one that I really, really loved like the most. His card, like the Christmas Oh, the Christmas card. Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. Yes, That and I just was really, really good. loved that one. It was like so like swoony. And of course I was like 12 and like 12 year olds love angst. So I was mm -hmm. like, oh, it's yeah. emotional. I love it. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, that was definitely like my first kind of gateway drug to Hallmark, but then it just, it kept growing. It got, it got, <laughs> It got worse and worse until it was like a full-blown addiction. <laughs> there are worse addictions to have, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> we certainly, both of us have certainly been there, that's for sure. This is actually a Hallmark movie addiction counseling group, so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're helping each other work through it. We really just enable each other. That's the problem. <laughs> Um, so that's really cool. So did you have favorite authors growing up? Were you, you said Dickens, were you into the classics? I was a total classics nerd. Um, because I think when, when my dad graduated law school, he, someone gave him like the, where you, you get like a book a month and it's like always a classic. Oh yeah. I would like wait by the door on the 13th of every month and be like, what's it going to be this week? Is it Dumas? Is it, you know, yeah. is it Dickens? Is it? Jane Austen and so I just 
kind of tore through those. Um, but then of course, you know, I loved like the Harry Potter series. I loved anything with like, I mean, I'm obviously a big Christmas magic girl. So anything with magic, um, uh, but yeah, J.K. Rowling's and, you know, um, did love Louisa May Alcott. I read, you know, Little Women until I think my copy <laughs> fell apart. Um, yeah, like I love stories about like friendship and love and like kind of hope and adventure. And those are always my kind of my bread and butter. Cool. That's great. Yeah, I was the same way. I, well, I, I didn't really, I didn't really ever get into fantasy as I don't know if I would have liked um, Harry Potter, but I, I was the same way with things like little women i loved i would just uh it was the first like book i was really proud of like oh look i finished this like big book i was very excited and uh and so i that was in anna green gables was very yeah, okay. i was gonna mention anna green gables yeah the the first episode of your podcast i listened to was the Anne with an e episode oh you're oh, oh how did you feel about Anne with an e um i have mixed feelings <laughs> mostly negative <laughs> i knew i knew we were kindred spirit <laughs> but then yeah. yeah of course i got like i love the podcast and it's always nice because like especially being so far away and i don't get my hallmark fix it's like nice to be able even if i haven't seen the movie to be like what did amber and rachel think <laughs> yeah you're like oh mom don't worry about dvring that one right <laughs> <laughs> They they both gave it zero crowns, so that movie don't even waste our time. <laughs> oh well, that's very sweet. Uh, we have we have a lot of time. It's like this. This is the longest drawn out um, version of like post traumatic uh, <laughs> watching Anne with an E. Who knew what could happen? Something uh, great you know. came out of something so not great <laughs> uh really cool yeah i really love uh you mentioned great expectations i really love great expectations i feel like it, it's just so surprising for a classic like everything that happens i'm like oh, i didn't expect that yeah, that sure. was creative <laughs> i don't know like i didn't expect the old woman in the wedding dress you know the i don't know it's very very fun also, yeah. Elise, I don't know if you're on it, but please, please make a Havisham movie, like a book. I mean, write it like a modern Havisham book. Yes, absolutely. I'm in. It's <laughs> the best. We have so many ideas. If you ever are like a, a writer's block or whatever, like we'll have a brainstorming session. We, we <laughs> yeah. I have a notebook that I keep in my purse and it's literally like the first page just says, hallmark ideas and it's like underlined four times and then like every page is just a new and it's like almost full by now so i'm like yeah I'm she's like, fine rachel she doesn't need us yeah i'm sure that's true <laughs> so do you know do you know are these film i mean are these books just going to stay books or is there potential for them to make movies or are they going to be their own thing do you have any idea um when we when you sell your book to Hallmark, basically um, they uh, option the film as soon as they buy the book. So uh -huh. it's possible. Um, so it's it's they they tell us that not all of them will become movies, but they have hopes that many of them will. It's kind okay. of um, the kind of catchphrase of Hallmark publishing. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think I'm I'm very hopeful that the Christmas Company could. But yeah, uh, I, you know, I just have to hope first that people like the book, and then we'll see how it goes. Right. 
Um, but I think, I think they, they're anticipating that many of them will, because it's a lot easier to kind of, um, instead of like going to Debbie McComer and at Hallmark and asking her for those rights, you know, you already have right. you know, your own book kind of stable of stories, which is exciting. So especially when they're making like 106 um, new Christmas movies each year. <laughs> they need so many Christmas stories. Yeah. So yeah, your, your book will be, is this, is it the second original? that will come out so um Stacey Donovan's uh, Sunrise Cabin will be the first it's really really great it's like a wonderful sweet like fall romance um and then mine will be the first original Christmas book um cool well we both read it right Amber yes I read it before Rachel because I'm better at reading (laughs) yes this is true (laughs) um yeah so we both read it the Christmas company and uh how did you get the idea for this book Okay, so um, like I said, it was it was very British at first. I was um, at NYU and um, in London because they have their own campus there, and it was it's a really different campus to what we think of, you know, sort of like a college campus. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was in central London, and basically what they did was they bought these two historic Georgian townhouses, and they basically just like took out all the old furniture and like donated them to like the Victorian Albert Museum, and then just put like desks and projectors in it. Um, and so it looks like you're in like a Jane Austen drawing room, but you're like sitting at a horrible wooden desk and then <laughs> on the wall. Um, but like when I was in there, I, some of my classes were wonderful, but very boring. I'm writing a book right now. I don't, I don't want to talk about trade law. And, um, I would daydream quite a bit and being in this sort of, um, Georgian old school British building, you know gave me a ton of ideas and um I it was right right before Christmas and I was kind of looking out the window and I just started thinking about you know Scrooge and I I love the character of Scrooge and I think he's so fascinating and I've always loved you know his sort of story with Belle and how that kind of fell apart in the original story and I had this idea about like a woman who like her family home gets kind of taken up by a money lender and so she sort of he comes home from work one day and like the Christmas Eve or whatever. And she is, has like taken over his home and has just like posed as his wife and has had it all decorated for Christmas. <laughs> and I thought that was hilarious, but I also, I was worried that, you know, obviously like that's a very modern kind of thing to do. And I, I didn't want to like put modern sensibilities into like a Victorian story. Um, Cause obviously like in Victorian times, a woman alone couldn't just like, spend the night at some guy's house so um I kind of put the story away for a while and then um uh, about a year a little less than a year later I was um living in this kind of horrible apartment it was just I was kind of in like kind of a sad place in my life and it was like a one-room apartment so like I had the kitchen and then I had the bedroom and a bathroom and I didn't have anywhere because there were it was like a flat chair so there was no really kind of common area where I could go and get out. So like when I woke up in the morning, I would get out of bed, like sit at my desk in my room and type all day and like go to bed. Like there was no sort of like breathing room for my own life. And it was really sad. And um, I remember waking up one morning and like my eyes were still closed. And I was like, I can't open my eyes and look at this like sad small room anymore. Like I just can't. And so I just started to like daydream and I was like, okay, where would I rather be? And what would I rather be doing? And, and I kind of envisioned like Miller's Point, the town that the Christmas company takes place in. And 
you know, my daydream kind of took me from there. And then like before I knew it, I was at my computer and I had just like started like furiously typing out the first chapter. And um, so yeah, something really, really great and fun came out of that really kind of, you know, sad time. And it always like getting up in the morning to like go visit Miller's Point was like a really exciting thing. And it really kind of changed my life and um, made me so much happier. And that's the thing I really love about writing, especially like these Hallmark books is that, you know, I want them obviously to be really fun and like a escape for people who read them, but they're also really fun and an escape for me as I'm writing them. Mm -hmm. And like, I feel that kind of sense of escapism and I like, I'm excited to go to the computer every day and visit these people and the places that they live. And hopefully, you know, people get the same way when they're reading it. So, so yeah, that's, that's where the Christmas company came out of. It's kind of sad, but I hope something happier came out of it. <laughs> mm -hmm. That's really cool. Uh, that's, I like that, that you got that sense of escape, like, just even while you were writing it. So tell us a little bit about kind of what the story is for our listeners who, ha you know, who might want to they read it. They can't read it until tomorrow. <laughs> right. <laughs> Give it a little... Uh, although if you do get a copy of Sunrise Cabin, there is a preview of The Christmas Company in the back, which is really exciting. Ooh. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, so The Christmas Company is about um, a character named Kate Buckner, who lives in the town of Miller's Point. Um, and every year Miller's Point puts on this kind of like epic, ultimate Charles Dickens Christmas festival. So they like dress the town up like Victorian England and they bring in like trucks of fake snow and people dress up and they kind of walk festival goers through the kind of Christmas story, Christmas Carol story. Um, and she loves it. And it was like kind of her, you know, sort of favorite thing in the whole world when she was a kid. And now she works for the festival. Um, but the guy who owns the company, who owns the festival, passes away. And it control of the company goes to his nephew, Clark, who comes to town and says, this festival does not make us enough money. We're canceling it. It's done. And so Kate decides that he doesn't actually want to close the company. He, there's just something wrong with him and he doesn't like Christmas enough. But if she proves that he can like Christmas, then maybe he can give them the festival back. Um, and originally it kind of starts out as a little bit selfish, you know, cause she wants, she doesn't want to lose the festival, but as she sorts of gets to know him and sort of starts to feel for him a little bit, she understands that she really could sort of save him as she's saving the festival. And um, you'll have to read it to find out what happened. Yeah. Mm. Hallmark books, so you may have guessed. <laughs> but no uh, they, the festival closes. They all have sad lives to get exactly. apart. It's, it's yeah. what happens. <laughs> it's not. I'm lying. Maybe it is. Who knows? You'll have Who to knows? find out. <laughs> uh, yeah. So uh, how did you get your inspiration for Clark and for Kate as characters? Um, well, Clark, of course, is like, I, I really did want to kind of get a kind of Scrooge-ish, like Scrooge and Darcy is sort of mixed. Uh -huh. um, you know, of course, Darcy is like the ultimate, you know, hero archetype. So I guess that's sort of um, cliche or whatever. But uh, I really did want him to kind of, it, it's hard because you you want to see where he's coming from and you want to kind of feel for him, but you also need to have that conflict there right from the start. So um, it's it's hard to kind of find a way in to make people like like Clark, um, which is in the beginning, you know, I, I named him Clark because of like Clark Kent and Clark Gable and, you know, all those kind of like, kind of like strong American name. And I was hoping that 
if Kate, once you know that Kate likes him and you're like, okay, well, if Kate, this girl that is okay and she's nice and she loves Christmas, if she can find something to love about him, then like me as a reader, I can also find something to love about him. Mm -hmm. So I kind of got, you know, Scrooge and Darcy, but with like a splash of, you know, Hallmark hero. <laughs> love of Hallmark hero. <laughs> yeah, that's... I think you pulled it off. I, I could see that. I I liked, I mean, I liked, I thought his motivations were actually quite sound, which made him an interesting character because he's just trying to keep his, the, the one thing left he has from his parents, keep it, uh, keep it going. And if the company goes under, then the, not only the, not only the, the, the Christmas festival will go under, but everything that he has, you know, and, so I, I thought that that was actually made him a pretty interesting character. Great. I'm so glad. Glad to hear that. <laughs> what do you think, uh, Amber? Of Clark or what? Yeah, of Clark. Oh, Clark. <laughs> See, I mean, obviously you end up liking him, but at the beginning I was like, stop being such a baby. I don't know, but it's fine. I agree. He grew on me. I was a little bit like, he's just like his so dramatic i thought he was a little dramatic he is a little dramatic um that's the other that's the other character i kind of drew inspiration from was um ben wyatt from parks and rec oh mm -hmm. because i i love the sort of beginning dynamic of ben and leslie where she just loves this thing more than anything in the world and he's the one person who can take it from her mm -hmm. and they're both kind of super dramatic about it <laughs> like like, as if this festival or the park, like, you know, the Parks Department, Parks and Rec, as if it's just going to be the end of the world for both of them if they don't get their way. And that makes for, like, really fun, interesting conflict. And because um, Kate is super dramatic. <laughs> and I kind yeah. of love the way that she, she sort of just puts her foot down as like, nope, I am going to fix it. And that is it. I've just decided it's just going to be fixed. Yeah, I mean, she's very dramatic. She's also like a tiny bit naive, which I think, I think it could come off as cloying. But I think that you pulled it off because, uh, because, you know, she has her own, like her own sadness in her life, and has made her like cling to Christmas as her sort of thing. To the river scene because I felt like she was being kind of, kind of obnoxious, <laughs> but. <laughs> But, like, in a really sweet way, because she was just, I don't know, as she, I loved the river scene because I felt like she was being just, like, herself, and then, like, he, you could just see the tension, like, building, it's like she's walking along, and he's, like, you know, getting more and more sort of tense, and, like, what is she doing? And then when he jumps in after, that was really, that was really good. Oh, I'm so glad. How'd you like yeah. it? I think, I think that's the one thing about writing a character like Kate, who is just so like, you know, no, there's magic and things can be beautiful and things can be wonderful and you just have to believe, is that at some point you have to do kind of bring reality into it a little bit more. Mm -hmm. And so for her to just be like, no, like, it'll be fine if I do this kind of dangerous thing, you do kind of have to remind her a little bit, like, no, like, bad things can still happen. Yeah. And having that moment. But but not only can bad things happen, but good things can come out of them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I liked kind of having both elements there in that scene, especially. 
I think so. Yeah, I agree. Uh, yeah, I mean, because I think Clark has like a good point. Like a private company probably shouldn't be paying for this Christmas thing. Like they should do fundraising or something. This should be like a civic thing, not a private business. Uh, but uh, <laughs> but like he, where I guess where he takes that like because a true like a great villain is somebody, and not that he's like a true villain, obviously because he gets redeemed. But like a great villain is somebody who takes like a kernel of truth and then like takes it to a dark place. Yeah. So he has this like truth, and then he takes it to this super dark place of like I don't even want any like Christmas food. I don't want any like lights. Like they're terrible. Uh, I I think uh, I think that. So I like that. <laughs> I don't know. What do you think of Kate, Amber? Yeah, Kate. Kate was fun for me. I like the bullheaded like well i'm just gonna make you love christmas the end you don't even have a choice in the matter i'm a big fan of being pushy like that rachel might call that bullies but i don't think that's a bully i think that's just someone who knows what's right and is going for it um i think i really think it's a bully but you just don't care (laughs) you're you're fine with it she definitely bullied him into loving christmas yeah for sure (laughs) and as everyone knows i'm a big fan of that um (laughs) No, I liked it. I liked her. Um, I really loved her friends. Mm. Um, her friends are my favorite. I'm so Michael glad. made me laugh out loud, like, ugh, a, a lot. Oh, yay! So. Well, you may be excited to know that hopefully, if all goes according to plan, there's a sequel, hopefully, in the works. And um, I'm, I'm trying to push Hallmark into that sort of romance genre the second book is about the friends. That's 100% true. So, so that's kind of um, Emily and, and Michael are sort of our, our next sort of Christmas company pairing. Yeah, obviously, they're because they're secretly in love. Everybody knows this. I'm when she, okay, so he's like, how are we going to do this? And then he looks at her and he goes, please don't say it with song. Please don't say it with song. <laughs> and then she gets like a little look on her face and she goes, with song. I died it was so funny (laughs) that's the thing i just i think hallmark movies have they really have just like kept the spirit of the rom-com alive yes like trying to weave humor through this whole book was like really one of my my big goals and michael was such a good opportunity for that because he just he knows kate so well and so he just knows all of her tricks and he's just like no 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 don't do it don't do it please don't do it yeah (laughs) and watching that kind of comedic push and pull is always it was fun to write yeah, Michael was so funny. Oh, I'm so glad. <laughs> and like, obviously, Emily, is that her name? Mm-hmm. Okay, I was, I had a panic attack. It was something else. Um, also, Emily was so, was such a good friend. Like, the like, bully bossy friend that you really want in your life. Who's like, no, you're not doing that. What we're going to do is do what's right for you. That, yeah. yeah. We all need an Emily and a Michael. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I liked, uh, I think it was Kate, you said, at one point she says, if I was a normal person with a normal life, I never would have found anything spectacular. You know, bad things aren't the end of the story. Well, I guess they can be, but only if you let them. I like that. But that was my favorite, probably, line that you wrote in there. I thought that was really good. If I was a normal person with a normal life, I never would have had anything spectacular happen. So... Uh, I, I thought that was really good. And I, I liked the whole idea of the whiskey stars for, 
uh, Kate as a character. How did you get that idea? That was very clever. Honestly, it was just, I, I was thinking about like, cause I, Hallmark, obviously it's ornaments. I mean, that's the thing. Um, I wasn't really <laughs> yeah. thinking about that when I was writing the book, but you know, Christmas time, I love, uh, I remember when my fiance came home for Christmas the first time, um, like pointing at everything on the tree. Like one of my favorite things was just, and we got this one from this thing and this is what this represents. And I love that one because that one does this thing and like taking him through kind of like our family history through ornaments. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And I, I liked the idea of like the town of everyone donating something to be a part of this festival. And there's, it's just like a little ornament that no one maybe ever will see, but you know, it's important. And like the town knows that it's important to you. And, um, I think that because the book is kind of, with me, it's like toothache sweet. Um, But I wanted to have those kind of moments of a little bit of bitterness. So you kind of remember like they're real people who have real struggles and their pain is real. Mm -hmm. So um, the whole sort of like whiskey star thing came to me because I just, I knew she wouldn't want to forget. I knew she would want something to remember. Um, and, And so I just kind of, started throwing ideas around and that was that was the one that came up because I remember I have a couple friends who do like art with you know alcohol bottles or whatever and I was like well that would be kind of an interesting thing to kind of play off of so that's where that came from yeah well that was really good because it was uh the thing that that was ruined her father in a lot of ways and so her making this ornament off of it with Christmas is this thing that saved her and that she loved it was a really juxtaposition that I thought was good. But it was so Kate. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. Oh, Kate. The fact Turned that everything was, into Christmas. And the yeah. fact that she was like, this thing makes me sad, so I'll do a craft about it, is very Kate. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, Kate. <laughs> I liked that. I thought it was really good. Uh, is, it, is it hard to write this sort of romantic dialogue and get that... Uh, uh, the you know the near kisses of course we can't have actual kisses in Hallmark movies until the very end um, but uh, but was it was it fun to write those kind of scenes I mean I love the fact that he like immediately just thought she was just beautiful like <laughs> there was never any sense of a doubt of like wow this this lady is insane but she is pretty <laughs> yeah I mean it's it's, it's hard because um you obviously, you don't want it to be like mushy, like, you know, especially because this book, you know, this isn't really a spoiler, but it all takes place over the course of one night. So like, I can't make them profess like Shakespearean dialogue to each other when they've only known each other for, you know, 12 hours. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it was really a challenge to make it feel like two people who are experiencing like a real moment with each other. Um, and to also make audiences or readers feel like on the one hand that it's not like oh they're moving too fast but on the other hand like oh they don't really like each other at all so mm-hmm. having to find that balance was di- was difficult but um basically when my my fiance would get home at, for, from work at the end of the day I would just like turn the computer so he could read it and I'd be like okay you read that out loud and I'll read my part out loud and we'll see how it sounds <laughs> and, he'd say, and he'd be like Elise this is ridiculous or he'd say he's British he'd be like Elise this is ridiculous <laughs> oh fine you're right it is and then I'd have to like you know go back and rewrite it but because if it sounds ridiculous with a British accent yeah 
so I, uh, I definitely had to tweak some of it because some of it was just too, I mean, if I, I remember one of the reviews I've gotten was like, it's very close to being just like too sweet, which I think is probably true. But um, there was some stuff that would have made it like Wonka candy factory sweet that I was just like, nope, all right. <laughs> I'm rework this a little bit. Um, so yeah, so it's a little tricky, but it, it is also really fun to get to kind of go to those places and like feel those kind of warm, tickly feelings when you're writing them. Yeah. Who do you think, uh, out of the Hall Stars, who could you see playing uh, Kate and, uh, and Clark? I've given this a lot of thought, as I'm sure, you know, I think every yeah. Hallmark writer is like, oh, who did be? Yeah. <laughs> um, I really loved, one of my favorite Hallmark movies is um, Cooking with Love. Uh -huh. um, Allie Liebert is like my favorite in the whole world. So I would yes. love to like an Allie, it's Brett Dalton, right? Was it Allie yeah. Liebert Brett Dalton? Uh -huh. I would love to see them because I think they have the like, great chemistry and like their banter is really good. Um, and they both kind of play those like determined sort of like perspective characters really well. Mm -hmm. so that's kind of my, that would be my dream pairing. But like all the Hall Stars are obviously amazing. Like that's why they're Hall Stars. So yeah, uh, any of them would be great, obviously. Uh, what about you, Amber? What do you think? Who would you? I really was the whole time just picturing Casey Manderson as Clark. Yeah. yeah. Because I felt like he would be so great coming in as like the pencil pushing dweeb. <laughs> and then like he could pull off being like a charming sass bag. So yeah. that's that was my that was my Clark. My yeah. mind Clark. <laughs> yeah, I thought of uh for Kate, I thought of uh Brooke Duarsay was the one who I kind of thought of as being able to pull off that like Christmas insanity with that like keeping it likable uh but I uh, and then for Clark I thought of Steve Bassick as yeah. somebody who because he plays the villain a lot uh but he's so charming and cute when he gets like soft on the garage sale mysteries and so and so I, anyway that that was who I thought of <laughs> but for like I would love for one of the villain like usually villain guys yeah. like a, a hero turn I'm like I'm definitely on Amber's team with that. Yeah. Like every time the other guy doesn't get the girl, I'm like, oh, but I hope he's happy. <laughs> like, yeah, because like, okay, especially later. the decent ones, obviously the jerk <laughs> ones, we don't care, but they're writing them all decent now. Yes. But I mean, like in a real romance novel setting, they like do, the yeah. jerk guy, we would find out who he falls in love with in the next book. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think Casey Madison is a brilliant choice. Uh, yeah, I think that's really good. You know who also, speaking of Casey Anderson, uh, um, what's her what's her name? All of a sudden, it's slipped my mind. The the one who's the Broadway singer, the with the blonde hair that he was in the movie with. Amber, I know you know it. Oh, Lara Bell Bundy. Yes, Lara Bell Bundy. An amazing Kate. Yeah, she would be. I really love Lara Bell Bundy. Oh my, especially with all of the singing and the playing the. Piano. Yes. Yeah. Oh my gosh, Hallmark, where are you? <laughs> Call us Hallmark. We'll set it up. <laughs> Can you imagine how amazing that would be? Mm -hmm. It would be ah, epic. Yeah. That would be so good. Yes, Casey Anderson <laughs> and LBB. That would be amazing. Yeah. Yeah. About Hallmark is they have so many like wonderful actors that they just work with so often. They yeah. have such relationships with that you know you get to see so many. You know they're such a great selection. Yeah. 
that's really cool. Sometimes we like to do this thing called the team beat questions, which is like, it's like silly questions about like, what's your favorite ice cream flavor and like, fun like stuff. the ones they would have asked if you were being interviewed by team beat. Yes, I'm in. Let's do it. Okay. <laughs> All right. When I was in my freshman year of um, college, we had this class called Salon. Uh-huh. Where they would invite like working theater people to come in and like talk to us. And we got to pick the questions. And so the first, the first three questions were always, what's your name? Where are you from? And are you willing to tell us the story of your first kiss? And then after that, it was like always up in the air. So like sometimes it's like, what's your sign? Or like, what, what's your favorite kind of a uh, baked potato topping? <laughs> like, yeah, very similar to that, except for we will not be talking about first kisses. <laughs> that is saved for the last 30 seconds of Hallmark movies. <laughs> Only 30 seconds. One kiss, kids. You only get one kiss. I, I, I am I am firmly against it. I'm I agree. I would like me. more. I would like more. I'd be way up. Oh, Wedding Bells more. as a movie. Um, okay, we got off topic. But the movie Wedding Bells, I, which I just revisited, succeeds so much more than it would have because they allow them to kiss at the three quarters mark. And so it lets their relationship progress just that much more so it's believable. Yeah. yeah. I agree with you. Actually, off of this podcast, Amber, I don't think you were on that one, but on the Kisses podcast. No, I wasn't, because I don't really like watching people kiss. It feels weird. It is a little weird. But um, (laughs) I was writing uh, a book that I'm submitting to Hallmark, and you guys were talking about how, like, you know, you have to, like, actually, if you kiss someone, you have to, like, deal with having kissed them, and that's, like, its own sort of can of worms. Yeah. Literally, the next day, I was going to write an almost kiss, and I was like... Nope, nope, they have to kiss. Yes. They're kissing now. More kissing. <laughs> Four times in that book. But um, I was like, oh, now they have to deal with it. That's a whole thing. Uh, me and Amy, I mean, we did it. Woohoo. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> just because to me, it's the, uh, it's the, like, the it's what you watch these movies for. Like, it's the, it's kind of like the big action scene of yeah. an action movie. Like, you want that yeah so uh and i mean most of us are grown-ups watching these we can handle more than one kiss in yep. the movie <laughs> a cheek kiss that's the worst yeah don't want that i want a real kiss give me a kiss yeah yeah, yeah. i'd also I mean, be fine if there was a scene where they were like gonna kiss and then at the last minute the guy was like no one kisses her forehead i'd be fine with that yeah <laughs> it could be done even the cheek kiss i think i feel like in the right writing could be kind of cute and 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 thing but uh but uh but just something some physical contact come on let's do this <laughs> but like at some point it does strain credulity or like everyone off scene is like okay they're almost they're almost there hey ah, like <laughs> Like They're waiting for them to almost kiss in order to do this. Yeah, it seems like it strains credulity. Yeah, at some point, because like people do kiss in the world, <laughs> and not everyone's always interrupted. Plus, sometimes where they're like super intense and like super whatever, and like the phone rings, they're not going to be like, oh, oh, I have to get this this ring. Unless they have a very special ringtone that is only for emergencies. Yeah, yeah. or that it's like. Don't kiss the girl. Like, <laughs> yeah, right. Like yeah. that's their ringtone. Fine. <laughs> uh, yeah, like uh, some of them. There was one the other day on Chesapeake Shores that 
it literally looked painful. Like the, like the, the back was like so abrupt. You're just like, just, and, and I would love for one time for there to be an almost kiss. And then like, they go back to kissing. Yes. Once. It would like, be great. Come on. Like, so one, they're, they're like getting close to kissing the phone rings and they just like still kiss because right. the phone will ring at least three more times. So, but I would die laughing if there was one time where the, they pick up the phone and they're like, okay, let's get back to where we were. <laughs> like, that would be great. <laughs> or like, that would be funny if the guy was like, now where were we? And she's like, I'm actually leaving. Oh, well. So anyway. The teen beat question. <laughs> All right. So the first question is, what is the best ice cream flavor? Cookies and cream. Mm-hmm. Very, very wise choice. Um, number two, favorite color? Purple. Excellent. Yeah, that's my um, favorite too. Rachel, stop being twins with Elise. <laughs> She's my twin. Um, okay. <laughs> what music are you listening to right now? This would have formerly been what mu- what CD is in your CD player. Oh, um, I just got the new Hosier EP. It's called Mina Cried Power. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is okay. Oh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, I haven't listened to it. I don't know. Um, okay. N- what is your go-to date night food? Fajitas. Mmm. Mm, very spicy (laughs) steak or chicken um chicken it's like the best thing that my fiance can make he's like not a very good cook but when he buys the box mix somehow it just tastes better (laughs) (laughs) all right what is your go-to date night activity going to the movies excellent what kind of movies yeah Oh, anything. We have like the British version of Movie Pass, um, but it actually works. <laughs> we, go, we go at least once a week, and so we, we've basically seen anything that's been in the theaters in the last two years. We've probably seen it. Oh, cool. Good. Look at you, fancy cinemaphile. All right. Um, then dogs or cats? Oh, dogs. Okay. I like cats, but we just, I always had dogs growing up. <laughs> All right. Um, beaches or mountains? Mountains. Excellent. Um, fancy dress. Not not like the British fancy dress, like dressing in a fancy ball gown or sweats. Dress. Yeah. Okay. Look Jeez. at you. Such an elegant lady. <laughs> um, okay. Favorite holiday? Christmas. Christmas. Okay. Halloween's a close, very close second. I do love Halloween. Yeah. You dressing right. up this year? I don't know. I think so. My fiance got like a, a full-on uh, pumpkin tuxedo. So I think I'm meant to dress to match. Uh, but uh, yes, I think so. Hopefully. Oh what gosh. could you be to be a pumpkin tuxedo friend? Well, I'll just have to get like a pumpkin ball gown, obviously, with like opera length oh my gosh. pumpkin gloves, uh, a pumpkin tiara. I'll have to um, live- Please. Yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> say, you're like living the dream. <laughs> like, this is great. I wish I had that. It's amazing. So that's like honestly. So I'm most of the time just fine being single, but at Halloween, like everyone's like, oh, it's so hard to be unsingle during Christmas, and I'm like, no, it's fine. Halloween. I don't care. 
Halloween is the worst. That's so true. Because all I want to do is have a costume that's coordinated (laughs) with a gentleman. Right. Yeah, I so agree. (laughs) Yeah. I just need that accessory. Like, it would really kick things up a notch. Obviously, the accessory, I mean, is like a husband, but I need you. (laughs) It would really pop off all of my outfits. They would make so much more sense in context with a partner. Okay. Um, And then the final one. It's really hard. Oh, gosh. I'm ready. Favorite Hallmark movie. Oh, no. That is that is actually really hard. I made my made two top ten lists, so this is really scary. You can give a, a you can couple. give us top ten. That's fine. Yeah. Hey. Okay. Yeah. It's my favorite Christmas movie. Is I really love a Princess for Christmas. I really do. Mm-hmm. I also love Once Upon a Holiday. I love that one. Yes. I love all the royal ones. Um, and then my favorite non Christmas is Birthday Wish. <sighs> Love that one. That was one of my favorites. I love all the puppies. The puppies just gets me every time. Yeah. <laughs> I I'm like, it's adorable. And the scene where they're playing trivia and he's like, I'm picking football because girls don't know football. And she's like, and I won. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Yeah. It's, it's really good. I really thought, I think the whole idea of just getting this like little glimpse of your future yeah. is really interesting and have it be this person that like, she never really even considered is really interesting and and like how do you not consider Luke McFarland? <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> right? Yeah. Well, when I first heard like the, the plot for it, I was worried it was going to be like a it's a Wonderful Life sort of situation. Where, uh-huh. Like the movie is her kind of walking through this, or like a, a great bit of it would be like her walking through her potential future. And I was like, I don't know if I really want to watch that. It might make me sad, but. The way she just like sees it and then has to like deal with, oh, is that really what it's gonna be like? How do I mm-hmm. like, maneuver that? I thought it was really fun and really well done. And she's like fantastic. The two of them together were so great. I just I love it so much. I agree with you. And I, I love Royal Winter. I know you guys weren't very hot on it, but that was that's probably in my top like three. I love that one. But we like to find. I, at least I did. I like it fine. I, it does have a really good kiss, and uh, I think it's cute. I love like, that the mom goes to the hotel to get her. I'm like, yeah. So great. Uh-huh. Yeah. Right. Those are my <laughs> top spots. Very cool. Good. Well, you passed the test. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> well, very cool. Well, we're really excited about uh, the Christmas company and we're excited for everybody else to read it. Let us know uh, what you think uh, of it if you read it and put in and uh, what you think of the various things we've talked about uh in the comment section or on twitter we'd love to hear what you have to say and uh if you've read any of the 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 original or novelizations uh from homework publishing let us know what you thought and which ones are your favorite we'd love to know uh something we're just kind of this was the first one from Hallmark Publishing that I read, so it's uh, it's gonna it's it's a new avenue. I just wish they would have them on audiobook. That's my only yes. because I about that. that's something I think they're gonna kind of move towards. In- I hope so. So hopefully, because I I really prefer audiobooks, and um, I have a, a couple of friends with um, 
disabilities that makes obviously holding a book. Oh, yeah. Um, so that's 2019, I think, is going to be the year of the audiobook. So fingers crossed. I hope. Yeah, that Plus would be they awesome. they have all this amazing talent. They can totally read the book. Yeah. But maybe they don't want to do audiobooks with their talent and then do the movie with a different person oh good point yeah i i just a lot of times when i'm doing busy work uh, i listen i have an audiobook on and i listen and so that's how i do a lot of my reading these days uh but um but anyway so yeah check out <laughs> the christmas company let us know what you think and uh so uh at least how how can people find you on social media or whatever I am on um, at writer Elise on uh, Instagram and Twitter. Um, it's Elise, A-L-Y-S. Um, I'm on Facebook, just Elise Murray, A-L-Y-S-M-U-R-R-A-Y. Um, and then I will also be on uh, Hallmark Home and Family on October 16th to promote the book. And I hope you all tune in and see us. I am very nervous. <laughs> oh, you'll be great. <laughs> that means you're, does that mean you're gonna meet Cameron Matheson? Yes, and I'm gonna I'm gonna just take a bunch of pictures and send them to you. Oh my gosh. <laughs> tap your face over my face and pretend you were there. It'll be great. Yeah, I mean we're basically, um, basically the same person, yeah. so yeah. it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Very cool. Uh, so Amber, where can we will find you? Um, as always, I'm at Amber Brainwaves on Twitter and. If you want to fill my reviews about books, I'm at Amber Brainways on Goodreads. Hey! Yeah, and you can find me at Rachel's Reviews on iTunes and on YouTube, and I am at Smiling LDS Girl on uh, Goodreads, if you want to check that out as well. Uh, so that would be really fun. And but make disclaimer, sure when you look at my Goodreads, don't judge the fact that all I read are romance novels. <laughs> no, no one should do that. No one should do that. That's awesome what it is. This is a judgment-free zone. Is it? Uh, <laughs> yes, it is. It better. I'm gonna. Be. I'm gonna. I'm, I'm gonna put in some uh, classics just for. <laughs> gonna go quickly read some uh, crime and punishment or something. Dostoevsky. We're gonna get this taken care of. Let's just add David Copperfield all of a sudden. Yeah. Uh, I'm not gonna lie. I'll have to read them. You don't lie on Goodreads. <laughs> Very true. I don't ever rely on Goodreads. But anyway, check that out and make sure you're following the podcast on Hamburgies Pod on Instagram and Twitter and all over. And make sure if you can add your reviews on iTunes, we really appreciate it because that helps people find the podcast more easily. So what you think? And thanks again, Elise, so much. This was so much fun. Thank really you so much. <laughs> we, will, uh, we will talk after having you on again soon. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye, everybody.